Are you feeling stuck or are you unstoppable? Are you tired of creating incremental growth in your business while really wanting to make quantum leaps? Well then welcome, you found the right place to be fed. This is Susan, the founder of Unstoppable Women in Business, and this podcast is for women entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, anyone who is unwaveringly focused on finding the best path to success in their business. While you're here, you're going to be asked to think differently to get different results, to do things that are challenging, but oh, so rewarding. So come on, let's get started. Hi, everybody. Susan here. I have been thinking about you guys all week. Here's the scoop. If you know me, if you talk to me, you know that I say this all of the time. Just because I'm a business coach, a sales communication coach with pearls of wisdom that I share with with people all the time, it doesn't make me immune to the same issues you face. I've got the same old brain in my head that is fighting me and trying to feed me, you know, those messages that are going to keep me safe and keep me happy. And I have to work at it. I'm just able to self-correct a little faster. I think that's the really the biggest difference because this is what I talk about all the time. It's at top of mind. I've been trained on it for many, many years. And so I recognize it more often, quicker. If you think about Oprah, beautiful woman, Oprah says, when you know better, you do better. Actually, I think she borrowed that from Maya Angelou. I think she even gives Maya Angelou credit for that. But I've modified it just a little bit. And I say, when you know better, you do better most of the time. Because guess what? We're human. We have to be diligent. We have to stay on top of that little voice inside of our head. And that's what today's podcast is about. It's about pricing mind drama. You've been there. I am sure you've been there, right? You know what I mean? It's those nasty thoughts that come up for you when you're either putting together a new offering, you know, trying to figure out what the pricing on that new offering is going to be, or potentially looking at your current pricing and finding it a bit lacking. You know in your heart, that you provide value. I have met so many beautiful women business owners that have a passion to change the world and change the lives of the people that they serve. They provide enormous value. But the question is, how does that translate into dollars in your bank account? How do you sell that value with confidence? And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So pricing mind drama can show up in a few different ways. But here's one way that I think it manifests for most women business owners. Shows up like this. We're busy. Oh my gosh, we are so busy. We're hustling all the time. We keep pouring more and more and more into the work bucket because we believe that that is what's going to help us reach our goals. And you've got goals, right? We know we've, we've got them up on a little sticky note or on our mirror in the bathroom, or we've got a poster somewhere with our little revenue gauge. We journal on it. We know that we want to make this goal. 
And so many times we think, well, if we just work harder or hustle more, we'll hit those lofty goals. And that is potentially true. It really is because you can just hustle your way to a certain level of success. But will you be alive to talk about it? Will you be living the life that you want to live with great relationships, people that you take time for and you nurture those relationships? How about yourself, nurturing your health, eating right, working out, getting massages for heaven's sakes? Maybe yes, maybe no, maybe not. So I have this hypothesis. And a hypothesis is something where you look at all these facts and you kind of deduct the next step or the answer to this, right? So my hypothesis has some evidence behind it because of the work that I've been doing for so long. Here it is. If you price your offerings appropriate to the value you deliver, you won't have to hustle so hard to make the money you deserve. I'm putting a flag in the ground. I'm telling you, this is truth. In essence, if you're willing to increase the price point on what you deliver, you will have to sell less. And I'm, I'm going to use air quotes here, even though you can't see me. Units. You'll have to sell less units to make the same or more money. Okay, so let's talk about units. Every time you have a sale, that's a unit, right? It might be a customer. It may be a engagement. It might be a product. It might be a program. It might be someone joining a membership. But each time your your uh, PayPal, uh, whatever you're using goes to ka-ching, that's, consider that a unit, all right? Now, I believe that you can sell less units, less numbers of clients, and make at least as much as you make now, if not more, if you price yourself appropriately. Now, I bet there aren't too many people out there listening that, wouldn't, that would disagree with me. But I also bet that most of you have mind drama about what you've priced your programs, your products, or your services at. If you didn't, you probably wouldn't be even listening to this podcast. So can I get an amen on this, people? I'm a doggone sales coach, for goodness sakes. And I have mind drama about pricing my programs. You know, I put these offerings together. I'm, I'm putting one together right now that's going to be launching very soon. And I know in my soul the amazing value that it's going to deliver to my ideal clients. Because I make sure that every time I create a program that I will over deliver on this. I learned a long time ago. I've been an entrepreneur for eight, over eight years. I learned a long time ago that whatever your client thinks they're going to get from you, you want to go way beyond that and over deliver. You want to feel really, really good about what you're offering. And even though I do that, I still hear that nasty little voice in my head saying, nobody's going to pay you that much money. People don't have that kind of money. And like I said during the opening, I'm not immune to the same issues you all encounter. So here's what I've got for you today. It's a three-step process that I use myself and with my clients when they're in a quandary about pricing any offer. This process will quiet, if not abolish, that nasty little voice inside of your head. You know, the one that I lovingly referred to as 
pricing mind drama. So here's step one. Step one, I'm going to ask you to think like the airlines, not like Costco. If you were an economist, you would know that there are defined pricing strategies and psychology attached to each. Seriously, if you read the Economic Times, they just published an article, and this would be November 7th of 2020, on the five primary pricing strategies used in business. Oh Lord, I'm going to save you that pain and give you the Cliff Notes version using the two strategies that we experience most as small business owners. So strategy one is the one that Costco, Sam's Club, all those big box stores have built into their business model. It's the economy, no frill strategy. In this strategy, margins are thin. They're targeting massive quantities of sales to be able to see their profits. Sound familiar? Unwittingly, this is the model that I see a lot of women business owners using. Because in their minds, they believe that there is a shortage of money and that their clients don't either have it or aren't willing to part with it. This is scarcity. This is money scarcity thinking. They create an economy pricing model and end up having to hustle to get enough volume to make their goals. It can be done. You can do this. But unless you are Costco, this pricing model is going to eat you alive. All right. The second pricing strategy plays out in the airlines. That's the premium pricing model. Sure. You can find cheap seats on an airlines, i.e. economy pricing. But if you want to be able to stand up after you get out of your seat, you may want to move to the premium spot. Am I not right? And how about the luxury and prestige of first class? The airlines know that some people are willing to pay for the experience of having everyone else file past them to the back of the Airbus while they sit with their cocktails and their nice cushy seat flying in comfort. All right, so we've got this airline premium pricing model where you can choose economy and be uncomfortable and kind of feel like you're slugging your way back to the back of the bus, or you can select their premium and the experience is different right? They've got it, the airlines, they've got it figured out. They don't want to be in the commodities market like Costco. They know that they can appeal to what is important for us and be able to monetize that importance. And the airlines aren't alone. Think about the cost of designer anything, a Louis Vuitton bag, an Hermes belt for goodness sakes. Is that belt really worth $800 or more? Has anybody noticed how many Hermes belt buckles you're seeing nowadays? What is it that someone is buying when they buy a Louis Vuitton bag or an Hermes belt or Prada? Any, any one of those prestige brands, right? Yeah, it is prestige. But it's also quality. It's luxury. It's durability and it's staying power. That Hermes belt will be around for 50 years if you choose to buy it. So for step one, 
I want you to decide which pricing strategy works for you. Now, I know I painted, you know, kind of a skewed picture here. Obviously, I'm a fan of the premium pricing strategy, but there are times when economy gets the job done. There is no right or wrong answer. Just make a decision and then be okay with what you decide. If you decide to go premium, step two and three are going to be important to you. So let's move on. Step two, the way I label this is, it's not about what you do. It's about the value you deliver from your customer's perspective. Okay, let's go back to the airline reference. How do they justify the price they charge? The customer is going to the same plane, going on this, to the same destination and getting there at the same time. But the people in first class have a different experience than the people in the economy seats especially the economy seats at the back of the plane. What does someone need to think and feel to put out the money for a first class ticket? The customer that buys the first class seat has a value set point for the price they're willing to pay for that seat. Listen, people, I'm that person. I am done. I am so done flying economy. I'm done sitting in the back of the Airbus with my knees up to my chin, feeling like I can't move my elbows and waiting until every person removes everything that belongs to them as they're getting off the airplane. I'm done with it. There's a value set point that I have that says it is worth it to me to have a different flying experience. I look at the prices of the first class ticket and I decide whether or not I am willing to pay that premium price for the experience that I know that I will get. So here's the question. How are you creating an experience when you're having a sales conversation or a consult? Are you painting a really clear picture of how a specific pain point that your customers are experiencing will be a thing of the past for them? Or are you spending a little too much time talking about what you do and what you deliver? Okay, that's the different. Here's the thing. When it comes to business, what you know better than anything else is you know what you deliver, right? You have intimate knowledge about your products, your services, your pricing, your delivery, your client services, everything. And that is what I call the what you do level of a conversation. And unfortunately, most people spend too much time here because it's your comfort zone. And it's the place that you will default to when you're nervous or when you're a little uncomfortable. So think about the last sales conversation you had. If you get a little bit of a vibe from the person you're talking to that they're not 100% on board, unfortunately, we default to that area of what we know best and we start pressing the buttons around what they're going to get from us, what we do for them. And I'll tell you what, this stuff, it's not what gets your people excited about working with you. The reason somebody's going to buy from you is because they believe you will remove a pain. It's a 
pain in their world that they don't want there anymore. And in essence, it will get them closer to what they really desire the most. And that's what they're willing to pay for. Let me give you an example. I was working with somebody recently, a really talented woman who writes social media content. Let's just put it that way. She can create blogs and newsletters and social media posts, and she's really a good writer. So she loves it so much that during her sales calls, she spends quite a bit of time talking about how she works with her clients, how they can just give her the bullet points of what they want to say, and she can turn it into great content. And that's awesome. But at the end of one particular sales conversation, we were doing a debrief on, she said to me that after she went through her program in details, the client asked her just one question. She said, so I won't have to spend time on this anymore? Bam. That is what her prospect wanted. She just wanted to know that something she knew was so important to her business would be taken care of and she wouldn't be distracted or burned with it anymore. Time. She needed time. Now, if we could have rolled the clock back and gotten back to the spot in the conversation with her, it's a perfect time to ask a question. First, you'd confirm it. No, you won't have to do this anymore. And if you're not doing this, what would you be doing? How would you be using that time? What's falling by the wayside today when you're spending time in this area that is more important to you? Let me count the number of ways that she may have answered that question. There's so many things. You know this. As a business owner, there's a million things that you can be doing at any given time. There's things that we're doing that we shouldn't be doing. But if we had more time, we might spend it with our family. We might spend it with our clients doing the things that we know matter to them. She might spend it doing things that she loves to do or taking care of herself, right? So this prospective client did not need the details of how it was going to be done. Not yet. There's a time when she will know that. But in this part of the sales conversation, the first thing she needs is a way to make a decision to work with this marketing consultant. And what she needed to know was that the current pain she was having was going to be taken care of. That, my friends, has value. A lot of value to the right person. And that brings me to the third step, which is finding the people who value what you deliver. The biggest mistake that I see happen in pricing is that we lower our prices because we don't believe there are enough people out there who will value what we deliver and will be willing to pay an appropriate price for that value. Think about it. You can either lower your price and find that economy-minded customer and sell a lot more units of what you deliver, or you can qualify your prospects and believe that you will find the ones that will be the perfect client who understand the value and are willing to pay for what you deliver. It's totally your choice. But the first way is going to keep you hustling. It's going to keep you working hard and living in a mindset of scarcity. The other way, the value buyer, they're out there. 
you just need to do three things to make this work. First, be very clear in your marketing. Don't undersell yourself. Make sure that you're confident and you speak in a way that attracts the person who's looking for value. The second thing you want to do is qualify very carefully. Don't go into every conversation assuming that this is the ideal client for you. Take your time. Ask questions. Make certain that is someone who is willing to pay to have their pain removed. And the third thing is over deliver on value. Create a program that you would buy at the price you're setting. Oh my gosh, I was working with a health coach recently and we were finding her value proposition and she she was really, really like really honing in on it and, and creating that, you know, how she removes a pain and why it's important to her people. And at the end, she looked at me and she said, darn, I want somebody to offer me this program. Now that's when you know the universe is in alignment. You have an amazing program priced perfectly, and you're going to find the right person who'll realize that. All right, let's recap quickly. Three steps to overcoming price drama. One, think like the airlines, not like Costco. You want to think about the premium pricing rather than the economy pricing. Number two, create a program that overdelivers on value and learn how to communicate that value. Learn how to really utilize what you know about your clients to uncover the pain and what it would be worth to get rid of that pain. That's the value they'll be willing to pay. And then the third thing is find the ideal client that you know, understands and appreciates what you'll do for them. Make them want you. All right, girlfriend, that's it for today. Until we meet again, you go get them, girl. You change that pricing mind drama to a value-based system and you will be successful in your business for years and years to come. Talk soon. Hey there, lady. What are you doing? We need to get to know each other better. Come on over and visit me at www.unstoppablewomeninbusiness.com and check it out. I've got so much good stuff over there for you and I would love to get to know you better. So come on, come on over. Let's hang out.